All right, our guest this week is J.B. Spizo. He's a leadership and culture advisor, author, and entrepreneur. He's author of the book, Warrior Leadership, Steps to Success for Leaders on the Ground. J.B. has over 30 years of experience in transforming individuals into leaders. He's a veteran of the United States Army with 26 years of service, including 10 years in special operations with the elite 75th Ranger Regiment, leading the country's most talented soldiers in combat. J.B. retired at the prominent rank of Sergeant Major, the highest and most respected non-commissioned officer position in the military. J.B. is extensively well-versed as a leader, trainer, and educator. He has executed effective team building and leadership training for several professional sports teams, including NFL and NHL clubs, and was the first in the National Hockey League to hold the position of Executive Director of Leadership and Cultural Development, spawning similar roles with other professional teams throughout the league. He routinely advises C-suite executives on leadership and culture and is a a sought-after speaker for industry gatherings and leadership podcasts. With JB, what you see is what you get. He is a motivator with an energetic passion for helping others. He understands the rigors, the risk, the teamwork, and the mindset needed for success. JB holds a Bachelor's of Science degree in organizational management and leadership from Nyack College and studied under the notable sports psychologist, Dr. Derek Anderson, from 2014 to 2017. Ariel, sit back and enjoy this interview with JB Spizo. Welcome to the High Impact Man Podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. I have known J.B. Spizo well for many years. This man is the consummate motivator and team builder. He is a true leader. Some of his unique talent he was born with. The rest he learned along the way in the School of Hard Knocks, most notably in the trenches in one of the most elite units in America's arsenal, the 75th Ranger Regiment. J.B. Spizo has a passion for passing on those lessons. He is at his best when surrounded by a group of young men and women who, after exposure to JB, are transformed into pursuing personal goals of being the best leader or team member they can be. While at West Point, I have stared into the eyes of his chargers at the end of his training and have witnessed the transformation. They emerged more confident, more focused, and more driven to succeed. What before had been self-absorbed youths bent on the pursuit of personal comfort morphed into a robust, team-centered warrior legion ready to take charge and take the hill. I watched JB take over a moribund National Guard organization as a senior sergeant, and in very little time, he turned the officer candidate school at Camp Smith, New York, into an environment that encouraged dynamic, impressive motivation and produced top-quality young officers eager and ready to lead, many of whom went on to distinguish themselves in action overseas. His work with the hockey teams from prep schools and from the NHL has yielded similar success. Young, self-centered men transformed into people who were team-focused and ignored personal fatigue and injuries to rally themselves and those around them to do their best. That, listeners, is from the foreword uh, to the book Warrior Leadership, Steps to Success for Leaders on the Ground by author J.B. Spizo, and it was written by Lieutenant Colonel Hank Kiersey of the United States Army. This is, I'm Nevin Gorky, known by my F3 mates as D-Fib, joined as always by Troy Klinger. Dial-up is his name in F3 world, and uh, we bring you our guest today, uh, J.B. Spizzo, who is the author of this book, and um, and he, he does a lot of work in, uh, in consulting for leadership among uh, big corporations as well as uh, sports teams and, and professional sports teams. So, uh, Dial-up, I'm very excited to have J.B. on. 
Uh, and uh, I know that you hadn't met him yet, but uh, neither have I, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, but he's willing to give us his time. So uh, have you recovered from the Christmas holidays? I have uh, recovered from the Christmas holidays. The scale hasn't recovered quite yet. <laughs> uh, a little two weeks of uh, probably being pretty sloppy with the diet, and uh, yeah. the scale shows it, but... Yeah, I'm back we're, on. We're I'm back, back, I'm back, back on the bandwagon. We're, now. we're trending yeah. back down. So Same we're, thing with me. So we're good. Yeah. I don't know. All right, JB, welcome to the podcast. Nevin Troy, thank you for having me. It's uh, great to be here, and I appreciate uh, you taking the time. And uh, anything I can do to help you and your group on the path of success, uh, I'm here for you. Well, thank you. I, we're honored that you give us your time. Um, I, I have to tell everyone, all listeners, how I came across uh, your book, which was um, about a year ago, probably less than a year ago. We were on vacation, uh, my family and I, to go into Florida. And uh, in the airport, I saw this guy, and he was he was pretty jacked. He wasn't very tall, but, man, he had big arms. And he had short sleeve, a nice button-down shirt, but short sleeve shirt. And I'm like, boy, this guy's, this guy's fit. And... Uh, just so happened we're in the same airport getting on the same plane again coming home seven days later. And I saw at the bottom, out of the bottom of his uh, shirt sleeve, I can only see the bottom of a tattoo and it said Suisponte. And uh, having uh, been, been a part of this thing called F3, which I, I uh, told JB about a little bit before we went on the air, uh, the guy that started, one of the guys who started F3 was a former Green Beret. And he writes in his book that he wrote about Suisponte leadership, which means... Um, of your own accord. And I thought, I went up to the guy and I said, hey, are you a ranger? And he's like, yeah, how'd you know? And so we started talking and I told him, uh, you know, about F3 and that kind of stuff. And he said, you need to read my friend JB's book. And that's how I ended up reading Warrior Leadership. So, um, you know, JB, maybe you know who I'm talking about. I can't remember the fella's name. Yeah, I do. I know exactly who you're talking about. That's uh, Sergeant uh, Dan Altieri. Uh, you described him to, to a T, uh, it's exactly the way he dresses, the way he looks. Uh Um, and, um, yeah, I'm glad that, uh, he was able to, you know, put you onto my book and, and now here we go. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I, you know, yeah, he's got big guns. He wasn't afraid to show them. (laughs) (laughs) Most guys, most guys have big guns aren't afraid. Yeah, he might as well. Right. Why not? Well, we're going to Florida too. So short sleeves were, we're okay. Um, all right. Well, JB, uh, again, uh, appreciate you coming on. Can you tell us um, a little bit about yourself, like to tell our listeners, you know, um, what, what you're all about? Sure. Well, you know, I was a middle-class kid from uh, just outside of Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, decent athlete, uh, decent student, uh, nothing spectacular in either of those, but uh, felt that I wanted to pay my way through college. That's kind of how it started. Um, my mom and dad, you know, worked hard, worked hard to help my sisters through college who were older than me, both my sisters, very successful. And so then I was like, you know what, I'll, I think I'll find my way. Uh, I think I'll find my way through college by, uh, you know, joining the military and getting a college fund. Right. So I, I, yeah, I ventured down to the the recruiter with my, with my, uh, uncle at the time. Um, and, uh, I said, Hey, I'd, I'd like the college fund. And the guys, and the recruiters like, great. Four years in the army. I'll, I'll pay for four years of college. I'm like, sign me up. And right. he's like, well, he's like, what job do you want to do? I'm like, what job? Like, <laughs> you have to understand this is, you know, this is before the, this is mid eighties. This is right. before the internet or anything else. I'm like, what, you get to pick a job. I didn't even know what the heck he was talking about. Uh, and he gives me this big book and I start to like leaf through it. Now I'm like, you know, 15 minutes in and 
I'm just overwhelmed that there are actually like that's this many jobs in the military. I just thought everybody like carried a rifle and right, yeah. you know, did the obstacle course and, you know, <laughs> dug a fighting position or whatever. I didn't know what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, uh, he looks at my fitness records and, you know, he's like, do some push ups, And I do some push ups. and he had a pull-up bar across his office door. He says, do some pull-ups. I do some pull-ups. And he's like, He's like, why don't you become an army ranger? I'm like, great. What do they do? Yeah. He's like, he goes, jump out of airplanes, blow stuff up. I said, <laughs> sign me up. I said, sign me up. So, um, I had no idea what I was getting in for, tell you the truth. No idea. I mean, today, now that there's, um, you know, there's a lot of people that run these like prep courses for young men and women that want to go into specialty special operations, mm-hmm. right? And they can go through these courses. Uh, Dr. Jason Sweet runs one and, there's a few other guys that run these prep. We didn't have anything like that back in the day. You know, my dad was a World War II vet. You know, I, I knew a little about the military, but not much. Wasn't really publications, special, you know, uh, Soldier of Fortune magazine, maybe back in the day. Right. <laughs> you know, the Rambo movies, but there was, wasn't much. So um, I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, and, you know, I show up to Fort Benning, Georgia in August of uh, 1984 and, uh, I could have been on another planet right. and, and here we go. Basic training, infantry school, airborne school. Then I went to, uh, back then it was called the Ranger indoctrination program. 75th Ranger regiment had, uh, rip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now it's called Ranger assessment selection program. But back then and, 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 and still today. And I just remember, uh, you know, 133 guys were standing there. Uh, the senior instructor walked out. He stood on this like um, little platform. He looked at all of us and said, I don't care if any of you make it, mm. uh, you know, and, and then it began right there, you know? <laughs> uh, and so every single day I just try to say to myself, you know, I'm just not going to get cut today. I'm going to, I'm going to make it to lunch. Right. Okay. Now, now I'm going to make it to dinner. Uh, and then as the days went on, this four weeks time, you know, men that were bigger, stronger, faster, just kind of fell by the wayside. And I just said, I, I didn't have any idea what mental toughness was. I didn't know what that meant. Right. Uh, I just knew that, you know, today I'm not going to get cut. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. if I, and if I make it, if I make it a day and I prayed a lot, <laughs> you know, I'm a Christian as well too. Mm-hmm. And said, uh, uh, you know, and then, and then I made it through that or earned my back then the black beret. And I showed up the second ranger battalion. Uh, and again, it started again. Now you're the new guy, but fortunately I had a wonderful squad leader there. Hugh Roberts, who, who was inducted a few years ago into the, uh, army ranger hall of fame. Um, you know, I had a great squad leader that kind of saw something in me that said, okay, this, this guy's, this guy has something. Let me, let me chip off these rough edges. And, and there, and there it went. Um, I, I, I joined the army thinking I would spend four years, go to college, uh, and teach history and coach hockey and baseball. That was kind of what I was thinking I was going to do. And mm-hmm. I never thought, I, I never thought I would spend 26 years in the military, but, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. That, that's huh. interesting because, uh, there's a couple of guys we talked to that kind of had that story that were former military and they didn't know, you know, really what was going on and they get there and then didn't expect to make a career out of it. And then they do. Um, now in your book, you, you mentioned, uh, that when you got to boot camp, 
they selected you first to be a uh, platoon leader. Correct. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. No idea why. Yeah, I was going to ask, how, how's that selection process work? I just, a drill instructor walks up and says, you're the platoon leader. Yeah, but you kept it the like, whole time, right? I kept it. I was the only one. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny because I was, I was the only one. They, and they did that a lot just to put people through. And somehow uh, it was hard, hard. I didn't sleep. Um, I didn't know anything. Um, I didn't know. You know, I, I, I was I was learning. I, I was learning along with everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. That's and, that's, and, uh, that's, cr- that's crazy know. to think about just surviving ranger school but yeah to be a platoon leader right off the bat and well the ex- so ranger school came later right this is I'm, this is yeah, just, ranger school oh, this is just later. straight yeah, okay training. sorry it's just, All right. yeah. yeah it's just basic training this okay basic, basic training and and it was funny because you know i saw something in these drill instructors and i'm like man i you know these guys like never slept were always there and i was like gosh i you know i would never want to be one of them and then i was a drill instructor right. <laughs> later yeah. on in life. But it was kind of the same thing but i you know never forgot what i you know, what I, what I learned there. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, part of this is, and, and for, for men listening, like we talk about this, like mental toughness and mm-hmm. we talk about physical toughness and we talk about like learning it. And, you know, as I started, you know, when I retired from the military and started like doing this professionally, um, you, you know, this, this, this whole toughness piece, you know, it, it's all manufactured, right? We manufacture it through, you know, staying healthy, uh-huh. uh, staying fit, uh, keep, keeping our mind clear. Um, and, and we have to continually work on it every day. Like, uh, you know, if you have children, you know, you can, the primary caregiver can imprint some of this on a child, but, you know, studies show when you're, you know, 11 or 12, it's kind of on you. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I remember a point like just being in the Rangers. Now I was in the Rangers and I went to Ranger school and now I'm a sergeant and I'm like, what is, what is ha- happening? And I never really, it was probably two, three, maybe four years. So I finally thought like, okay, maybe I can be here. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe I somehow not even deserving, but maybe I'll somehow have, have, have now got to where I could be a part of this group. Um, and that's just, you know, that was my, that was my attitude through there. And, um, you know, fortunately I've had some, I've had some really, you know, quality leaders throughout there to help mentor and guide, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, we don't always do it right. So I think that's, a, that, that's a part of it. And, um, you know, my best, I think asset is I'm, I'm, I'm a positive person person so people like to be around me because i am positive because i i i try to take the negative out of almost any situation i can and say okay let's 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 find the positive of this and and move forward so that's what uh, i think when i became a leader that's what people kind of hung on to yeah um so yeah that's great um i you know and one of the questions i had i had for you is in your book you talked about um positive reinforcement and, and giving positive feedback and how um, we, we always find out when we mess up, right? We always get told that. Uh, sure. so, so I'll just ask you the question now, since you brought it up, how, how often do you think I mean, in your experience, not just in the military, but in what you do now for a living, I mean, you're out there consulting all these organizations and professional sports teams and so forth. Is there a big lack of positive, uh, feedback? Cause in my experience and what I do for a living, there is. 
I, I mean, I think sometimes people feel that they always want to, uh, they always want to, you know, grab the negative. Well, the negatives, because maybe the negative is a headline, or maybe the negative is juicy, or maybe the negative is like, aha, uh-huh, see, oh, he he screwed up or she screwed up, right? right. I think it's that, and um, it, you know, if you don't allow people and wherever you're at, business athletes, if you don't allow them to to, to make a mistake, you know, they'll never develop and get better. Right. Um, and you got, you have to look at that and say, okay, all right, that happened. Um, let's, let's, let's look at, let's look at the consequence. What is it? Did, did we lose a game because of it? Uh, did our, did our profit margin or our company go down a bit? A bit? Um, it, you know, as long as people are, are coming every single day and, and, and giving effort uh, and they're not, you know, they're not making a mistake maliciously or, or it's not because of a lack of preparation, then, that whole development process is is a is a part of it. Um, you know, I I don't. Uh, uh, you, you know, if you guys watch sports, you know, there's this. Uh, I guess Russell Wilson's getting benched by the Broncos. Okay. Yeah, I that's, just heard that's, that. That's on the news today, and, and Sean Payton kind of you know screaming at him on the sidelines, and I just like look at that. I'm like, I I, I just I just don't know if somebody with like his experience, and I don't know Sean Payton, so I shouldn't say that. I don't know if somebody with his experience, like if that was the, you know, if, 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 if that was the right choice then, you know, to, to, to scream it up, scream at an athlete. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if he's a young athlete or an old athlete. And, you know, but I'm thinking sometimes it's, it's part of this developmental process. And even though maybe Russell Wilson's played a long time, like, Maybe he still needs development. Right. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we, we all do. Uh, and there's also that part of, look, there are times you're going to get your ass chewed. Okay. It's going to happen. Uh, and you know, you gotta, you gotta pull up your socks and, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you gotta take it and all right. Hey, listen, my bad. I, I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to get better. So I think it's a part of it there. We're very, I think our culture today is very, you know, overly sensitive. You know, if you say something, you're like, Oh, I don't want to say that. I don't want to offend anybody. Like, um, and, and, and granted we shouldn't purposely try to offend people. Right. Yeah. We, we, we shouldn't do that. But same time, it's like, you know, I mean, I look, when I was a drill instructor and it was different when I was, it was, you know, 91 to 93 it was all men at now fort moore georgia but then fort benning georgia you know they weren't moving fast enough i'd be like come on sally get moving <laughs> right like and there was no like disrespect or anything to that but it's just like sometimes it's it's things that are said now we've become we've, we've become better for that but back to your original question of uh yeah i think sometimes that um you, you, you can't have an organization that's a zero defect environment because mm-hmm. then your talented people will never show their talent. You need to let them play and develop mm-hmm. and then, and then their talent will come out um, or, or you'll just be mediocre. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are just mediocre out there. Yeah. So, a lot of work, a lot of companies are just mediocre. They're making money. They're doing fine. But they're just okay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm. I 
totally agree. I mean, you know, we can't, <clears throat> one of the things we talk about at F3 is this leadership development process where you have to have uh, some, you have to study leadership a little bit and somebody has to teach you, you can't have a mentor, but you have to have the opportunity to make mistakes and then learn and grow from it. So <clears throat> that's great, man. Yeah. yeah. If you're not, if you're not failing yeah. something. And, and, and believe me, I, yeah, you're not failing. Believe me, I, I, I've chewed a lot of people. I, I, I barked on folks too in mm-hmm. the military, especially if I felt like, you know, they weren't given effort. Mm-hmm. Um, to effort to their level, not to the effort to my level or not the effort to your, your level, Nevin or to Troy's level, but they were given effort to their level. Right. Um, yeah. And I, and I would bark at them because, you know, you obviously, you, you know, you want people, you want people to, to, to be able to bring their best out. And, you know, in the military, you're going to bring your best out in the worst situations. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you gotta, under pressure. Um, so let me let me back up for a second for your military experience. So when you were going through the Ranger indoctrination process um, program, um, you said you started with 133. Did you say how much you ended with? How many guys graduated? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was actually uh, it was, it was like 30, 31, 32, something around that number. Yeah. Wow. So we lost about a lost about a hundred. Yeah. Is that about the same attrition rate as uh, like buds and that kind of stuff? Probably is. Yeah, yeah about the same. Sure wow. Yeah, that's that's yeah. A, that's mo- most I mean, of the guys yeah. don't make it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And most of them, I, you know, and again, it's just so long ago, but then I ended up working at the Ranger Regiment's RIP and pre-Ranger back then as an instructor back in, in, in the day, too. And, and I see that I saw that, like, the people that didn't make it were just the ones that, you know, just didn't <clears> – <throat> just didn't want to be there. Just, yeah. just not it. Because there's a lot of things that you can teach in the military. You can teach marksmanship. You can teach navigation. You can teach swimming. You can teach combatives. Uh, but I think at the end, you're just, you know, that, you know, the, that, that saying you can't coach heart. I mean, you can inspire it though. Yeah, but yeah. for some people, it's some people, it's just like, yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, it's look, there's, there's, you know, guys out there and gals that are probably maybe could have been a professional athlete, but some somewhere between their career, they're like, you know what? That's just too much work for me. Yeah, I'll yes. just, you know, I'll go be an accountant. No, no picking, not picking on accountants there, but you know, <laughs> we have a history of picking on accountants yeah, during this podcast for some yeah. reason. Oh, you do? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. I think it's happened a couple of times, but yeah. Anyway, nothing personal. So. Yeah, I got it. So yeah. when you were in uh, when you were in the military, did you uh, did you were you in combat? Did you do you ever did you ever see combat? Oh yeah, yeah. I served in uh, I served in combat on a few occasions. I've uh, jumped in. I did the uh, Panama jump in 1989, Operation yeah. Just Cause. So yeah. we just we just hit. Uh, let's see, a couple of days ago, we just hit our I think 32nd or 33, 33rd anniversary. Do the math there, whatever it is, 1989 <laughs> till now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So jumped into combat there. Yeah. Then uh, I was in Afghanistan in uh, 2008 for a, for a year. So there's a couple other little small conflicts that with the Rangers that I participated in. But um, I, I mean, I think in combat, what you do there is you just, you know, you have a chance to like test your skills. I, I you know, now in, in a, in a, in a in the, in the real live version, you know, it's, you're no, you're no longer, no longer playing call of duty. You're doing it for real. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in a way, um, not to be moribund, but some guys probably look forward to some action because that's what you train for. Yeah. It'd be like train, training to play a football game and never get to play a football right. game. 
Well, I, I just think, uh, you know, that's a great question. I just think that, um, you, you know, you just want to always test and see if your skills are sharp enough as, right. as they were, you know, and, and that, that, that you've done, that you've done enough. I mean, look, the enemy, the opponent, you know, they have a vote in what happens to you. So, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, it does, you know, you could still be, you know, the, the, the best trained in the world and still get injured or, even worse killed and, and that's happened but it's generally because you're in the worst situations yeah right so you have to you have to step up and and uh do what you can so yeah all right cool hey well, one thing I'm, I'm gonna take a step back to the to the to the training and the uh you know the kind of the pass rate that we were talking about earlier so i i'm guessing you could you could either fall out because you you quit or you don't meet certain standards that are set, right? As far as your skills as a marksman, mark, you know, for marksmanship and, and other things. Um, Correct. Like what? Like what's the breakdown there? Is it, it? Does it? Does it tend to be heavier towards guys just quitting and deciding like they, they just yep they don't they don't want to be in that environment anymore versus folks that they want to be there they've got the heart of you know the heart of a lion and for some reason they just, they just can't learn they can't learn and pick up the skills that they have to have. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. I think a lot of it, you know, probably, I don't know percentage of it, big percentage is people are like, you know what, they just, they, they just time out. They're like, you know what, this, this is not for me. Uh, I'll tell you that when I did, when I was instructor at an officer candidate school, OCS as they call it, and I also worked at the military academy at West Point as well too. Um, uh, you know, we had a young man there that, uh, had been a combat. He was trying to become an officer and, um, uh, he had the, the kid had the heart of a lion, yeah. um, and and we kept recycling recycling him because he wasn't making you know there are gates you have to pass, yep. uh, both you know academic gates that you have to pass and both you know um, uh, military instructional gates that you have to pass and he just wasn't making it. We kept recycling him because the kid did have a heart of a lion, and then eventually eventually you know we had to you know shake his hand and. And, and, and send him send him off. He didn't make it, and I think those are tough. Yeah, you know, those are the yeah. tough. Those are tough decisions because, yeah. like, you, you just love kids that are just like, I'm gonna like do what I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Yeah, uh, right. To to, to 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 try to be there, almost like uh, you know, officer and a gentleman. You know, right. <laughs> um, you know, I want your DOR, Mayo. You know, and, I got nowhere and, else to go. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. And, um, yeah, you, you know, so uh, you know those kind of kids you just love, and you yeah. just want them to. You just want them to succeed. You want them to get out there. Yeah, um, yeah. I and think, he, he, even yeah. even even at West Point, a couple you know the young lads that I know that maybe weren't the you know academic stars that have graduated and done have been so successful in the military and civilian life, both uh, just because of their will and their uh -huh. effort and. <clears throat> Um, you know, I just think that, uh, that's, that's where I always stood up. I always stood up for, uh, those young men and women didn't matter what was with the commandant at West Point or the Dean or whoever it was, if they were, you know, if they had the grit and the guts and the heart and the effort, I would, I, <laughs> I remember one time talking to the Dean and they wanted to throw a young men out because he failed physics again. And. And I said, sir, I don't know anything about physics and I don't know what it has to do with being an army officer, but this young man is going to be a damn fine army officer. Right. And, uh, and the Dean like, you know, passed him to the next semester. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Um, yeah. But you mentioned, well, that you know, but 
at, at the ahead. end of your book, you mentioned uh, you got two things. You got talent and you got grit. Yeah. Yeah. And it uh, sounds like uh, you're, you're looking for those guys with grit. And when you could marry the two, that's when you get a superstar, right? Well, I mean, if you have, you know, obviously, obviously you need talent at whatever level <laughs> you're going to be, right? If you're going to be in, in anything in life, you need some level of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people that, that, that add grit to that talent, um, you know, my friend Sidney Crosby, you know, f- you know, famous hockey player. Never, never heard <laughs> <You> of him. <laughs> Just never heard of him. Never heard of Sidney. <laughs> yeah. You know, Sid, and uh, he's a great man, a uh, great human being, soul of the earth person, and, um, you know, has talent, but puts grit to it every day, puts yeah. hard work to it every day. Yeah. And that's why he's 35 years old and still playing, yep. you know. <laughs> At a high level. And, Is he still playing? Yeah. High level. Oh my lord! Yeah. I don't really follow hockey, but oh my gosh! Come on, he's going to—he's probably going to have fifty goals this yeah, year. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't watch much hockey. No, I don't, and I, you know, and it's not that I don't like it. I—I I don't know why I don't ever really get in that much in. I know who Sidney Crosby is, but yeah. wow, that's incredible. <clears throat> okay, let me let me get into your book here, brother. I want to I want to get into that. So, um, first of all, the book's called Warrior Leadership, and early in the first, right off in the in the book, you t- you say what your goal is, and you say my goal is simple to help transform individuals into leaders. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you obviously wrote this book from the perspective of a warrior, which you also went in, went on to define. Can you talk about that for, uh, uh, to our audience a little bit? Like you, you know, you're talking about a warrior. So who's a warrior? What, what, how do you define a warrior? Well, I just think warriors come in all shapes and sizes, right? I think that's the thing that people mistake. They see, you know, this six, four, giant guy, you know, big arms and, and, and all that. And, and yes, there are physical capabilities to being a warrior, especially if you are in the military or you're a first responder or you're doing something that, you know, requires, you know, that level of fitness. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but I also talk about like, you know, Mother Teresa. Is Mother Teresa not a warrior? All 82 pounds of her? Of course she was. Yeah. You know, right. you know. Uh, you know, Queen Elizabeth, let's go <laughs> look, 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 like, look at her life and the example of leadership that she was for, you know, 82 years or whatever ridiculous number it was. And, and so, uh, you know, being a warrior is just, is just, is just not only being humble, uh, you know, and having that humility, but also trying to bring others along. Um, and so that's it. And being, and being, and being an expert at your craft. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, whatever your craft is, being an expert at it, not taking shortcuts, looking at it, doing the right thing. Like, geez, you know, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to do this? You know, it doesn't matter if you're a housekeeper or if you're a doctor or if you're whatever your job is, you're just trying to do it right. Look at you two, Nevin, mm-hmm. Nevin and Troy. Today, you know, we had this little audio problems and you're like, we're going to figure this thing out. And right away, I was like, yeah, we can do this another day. And you're like, no, we're figuring this thing That's out. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you didn't accept having sucky audio. You didn't accept that we weren't going to do this today. Right. And you dug in and you did it. So, you, you you know, that was your little test and you passed. So that's my point about, like, being a warrior. Yes, yes, there are some physical attributes to, to that, of course. Um, but it's also your mindset and who you are and how you're going to be. Yeah, you. I think in the book, you uh, actually one of the people you use as an example is your mom. My mom. She. My mom was a symbol of being a warrior. Mm. My mom championed for people. Uh, for people.
people's rights and liberties back when, you know, uh, they didn't even want women to talk much, okay? you know, stay in the kitchen, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and my, my mom was a, a champion and a, 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 a stellar in the, in the Western Pennsylvania educational forum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, always was the one that would, would, would stand there and say, no, this is not the right thing to do. And this is how we're going to do it. So. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And sounds uh, like maybe that's where you got some of your natural leadership abilities and that, uh, well, I think she, I think, yeah, my, I think they, you know, she, my mom and dad imprinted some of that on me. And then I just kind of had to take it, you know, again, you can take it on your own. And yeah. Remember, you can, you can, you can take it, you can lose it. It's, it's, it's on you. Look at a lot of the people that get out of the military. Why is there 22 veteran suicides a day? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. why, why, why do, why do former athletes are doing the same thing, right? Because they get out and they lose that, they lose that purpose. They sense of purpose, right? Yep. You have to continue to find that sense of purpose in your life. Us men do, right? You know, um, and and men and women need different things, and it's just how, just how they are. So, um, I think you got to just continue to climb and grind and 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 figure it out. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, at the uh, and and that's one of the things that F three is supposed to do is supposed to help guys find their purpose. Uh, somehow, somehow, getting outside. And I know you talked about this in the chapter on uh, gaining, or I might be saying it wrong, but developing confidence um, is getting up early and do something physically active every morning, first thing in the morning. Well, that's what we do at F3, but we make sure it, the rule is it has to be outside and you do it with your brothers. And somehow that develops that mental toughness. And along with that mental toughness, and, you know, there's, it's everyone encourages one another, but yet you're still going to push one another because I could see dial up ahead of me and I got to try to catch him or whatever. And, um, and so your fitness improves. And then a lot, what we've seen and most of our guests, I would say, yeah. and the group that we lead here in uh, the Susquehanna Valley is one of the number one things we hear is guys develop confidence uh, and, and it, it boosts their self-confidence. So, um, yeah, I, I yeah, think because you're not you're not you're not isolated. You're right. staying together. Yeah. One of the things the military does well from the minute you get in the military, you're never by yourself. You know, it's buddy team to chow. It's buddy team to wherever you're going. It's it, you're always in the buddy team. I remember as a drill instructor, you see a soldier without a buddy. Where's your battle buddy? Uh-huh. And then you would, you know, then you would start smoking that kid until the battle buddy showed up. Where were you? Why'd you leave him? You know, it's mm-hmm. all that part. It's instilled from the minute you go. Like no one, you 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 can never walk into a military chow hall and see a see a. a, a Soldier, sailor, airman, marine, or coast guardsman eating alone. If you do, they should fire the general officer because <laughs> there's always somebody going to sit with somebody. It doesn't matter who you are. So I think that's awesome. You know, every, yeah, and that's and that's what it's about. And that's what you're doing. You're just bringing people together. You're yeah. on this communication process because what everything's done through the black mirror now, right? Everybody right. wants to text. Yeah, everybody yeah. doesn't. No one wants to talk. Yeah, oh, I have to talk to people. I just <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. It's, it's too much. Right. Yeah. No, great point. And that's, that's, it is something that F3, uh, not to continue to talk about F3. I, I know you, you're just learning, learned about it, but, uh, we're, uh, we, we think we've solved something that we've named the sad clown syndrome. And that's the guy that's basically a loner. And most of, most of the men in America are, are, uh, kind of Str- living, living yeah. lonely lives. Struggling through life. Yeah. No purpose, yeah. no fellowship. So speaking yeah. of finding someone at the end of that, uh, chapter where you talked about defining a warrior, you said, Find a warrior in your life and learn from them. 
and I think that's that's a great message. It's it's something especially for young people, but for all of us. So my question for you is first, you could elaborate on that, but I like to know who did you find? Like you were eighteen, maybe they found you, but you know who did you find? Well, I think for first for me, it was you know my original squad leader Hugh Roberts, who actually took that photo of me, which is on the back of the uh, a, a, a book. So uh-huh. I was talking about the the guys in the Ranger Hall of Fame. Like like for me, I looked up to him. Uh, I looked up to him. He was already a combat veteran, you know, um, been in the Rangers, um, well-documented time there. And and so I think what happens is you continue to, like, learn and grow. I'll tell you, when I got to West Point, the person that wrote the forward to the book, Hank Kersey, you know, he was a mentor to me. Uh, I don't think I would have succeeded uh, uh, in, in some of these assignments without, without a mentor just, just taking taking you and and just again chipping off those rough edges as you continue to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it it because a, as you do things, you know, you're going to get these rough edges around you. Like people think they have it all together, and they 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 don't have it all together. You know, so that's why like I salute the people that are super uber successful <laughs> and say, you know what, I, I haven't learned it all, but I need to learn. I need to learn something else. Um, and I think that's where uh, we need to go. So I'm always continuing to try to find. Uh, that that next mentor, and the mentor doesn't have to be older than you. A lot of times, you're thinking a mentor has, does have to be older. Like um, I'm working on a project with a young younger West Point guy right now. You know his his uh, his Twitter handle is drunk old grad. You know he's got a big following. Him and I are working on a business project together right now. He's younger than me, you know, but he's so dynamic in what he does, and he's uber smart in advertising. So so. I already look at him. I'm like, wow, that's a mentor. Mm-hmm. So that's what people should. That's what people should should look for. You should look at people in different spaces and say, you know, how can I learn and become better? That's great, man. Huh. Yeah, we talked about it uh, in in F three. The the guy that founded F three co founded it, uh, Dave Redding. He uh, he uh, talks about finding a whetstone. So they call the mentor the whetstone. So you're grinding your right. blade against the whetstone. So it's, sure. it's something that yep. we, we kind of talk about a lot. But um, even if you're not part of F3 and you're listening to this podcast, go find a mentor. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's a, um, a guy from our church. Dialing up and I go to the same church, uh, First Baptist Church in Danville. So anyway, we, there was a boy that grew up in our church, knew him since he was a little kid, and he, he spotted a guy who grew up here, but he didn't uh, doesn't live here anymore. But he comes back because his elderly parents are here now. His dad's passed away. But we had him on the podcast, uh, Captain Dane Agley, but uh, Dr. Dane Agley. <clears throat> but anyway, this guy reached out to him. So will you mentor me? And so he mentored him uh, coming out of high school, the last couple of years in high school and stuff. And he ended up, ended up uh, he wanted to go in the Secret Service. And uh, this Dane helped him through that. And now he's serving in the Secret Service. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, amazing. I mean, how many young kids do that, though? I mean, I, th- I think that's a message that they need. The, the boys in our society need to hear. Find a mentor, yeah. No, today, they don't today. They look they, they find it on TikTok or YouTube. Right. How do I be in the secret service instead of, like, getting out there? And, and you know, and, and I think some of it is just is just people to, like, you know, uh, you know understand that there still are, um, you know, still are honor and traditions and things, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that people, like, you, you know, you can never forget that as a young person too. There's honored traditions and things. You might be, you know, you might be bigger, stronger, faster, that sort of thing. But you know, you still, you still need to be. You still need respect. Works works both ways, yeah. right? Um, 
and, and that's what I tell young people too. Uh, several years ago, I was, I went to the gym and, um, uh, uh, walked in and like all the benches were being used. It was like the local fo- high school football team was there, um, doing some summer workouts. And, and I just went and I was like, Hey, using this bench. And this one kid turned around he was a, he was a, he was, he's a big kid, young kid, teenager. He turned around and I'm like, Hey, using this bench. He's like, yeah, what's it to you? And I dropped my gym bag and I dropped my gym bag. I said, son, I don't know if you know this, but I have no problem kicking a 16 year old's ass. And, <laughs> and, his, and his buddy jumped in. He was like, sir, we're sorry, sir. We're sorry. <laughs> Can we move the weights for you? You know, and his buddy's like, stop acting like that. So there, like, so there was a, another, you know, young kid team football player correcting the other one, which I was like, okay, that's some good there, mm-hmm. you know, on that. So, but part of that is, is just, obviously you know showing you know showing that respect and having respect respect for traditions too yeah. um because th- things you know traditions can get lost today so yeah yeah they could um so much easier now because of you know all this social media and one it's a second by second like what's next what's next and no one holds on to what what lasts what's good yeah, yeah. i was yeah we're going back to the beginning. I, like I was kind of baffled, but I mean, what, what should I expect any different in corporate America or, or capitalistic America? Right. Um, but the, the fact that someone's out there selling training classes to help, help young men prepare or, or young ladies in, in today's generation, right. Helping folks prepare to become part of you know some of these elite units, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the yeah. military. And it's like, huh, mm-hmm. like, uh, I guess I would have never thought that that would even be something that would be out there and available. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's a very lucrative business for some people and they're, they're doing it and they're, and they're just building folks. And I, and I, you know what, I, I think it's impressive that the young people, whether their parents are paying or they're paying, they're obviously paying for it, but they're like, you know what, I want to get a little bit of head start, you know, because I'm going to, I'm going to show up because these selection processes are only getting even more intense, maybe not as intense physically, physically might be the same or maybe even a little less i but i think it's it's all the it's all the uh tactics now and it's the technical things right. that you have to go through. you know with whether it's you know uh, whether it's field craft survival first aid shooting whatever it is you know communications you you have to be kind of on top of your game now or you get weeded out so i think it's it's to help them with that that part as well too yeah if, if you can make money at it, somebody will do it. Yep. But it's a good resource, right? right. Why not? Yeah it, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. All right. On, you, uh, you just hope you just hope that some of the kids that don't have the resources but have that heart of a lion and the grit, like you, you just hope that they're 100%. you hope they're not missed in the process anymore, right? hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and I always um you, you know, that's one thing I felt that like, you know, the military academy West Point has done pretty well is that trying to find the, you know, the all American kid, because, you know, there's plenty of smart kids from elite families that can get a congressional appointment that want to come to an academy. But there's also, you know, there's the, there's the, uh, kid from a single mom in, um, <clears throat> Wisconsin that wants to go too. it's yeah. just as, it's just as, you know, um, uh, qualified, yeah. right. uh, to go to the academy maybe doesn't have you know all the back end stuff to to get there and so i always thought you know um uh you, you, one of the places i really enjoyed working i was the first sergeant of west point west point has a prep school 
uh, where they bring young men and women in, mostly from the army, from their service, some recruited athletes, uh, some that are, you know, need some help academically, and they put them through a 10-month program before going to the academy. And, and I just felt so good working there because I said, you know what, we're, um, you know, we're putting, um, we're, we're helping, we're helping promote, um, uh, the, the lives of good men and women for not only for the army, but for the nation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Outstanding. Well, I do want to talk about this one chapter um, in the book. It's called Believe in Yourself. Uh, page mm-hmm. 21 of the book. Anyway, uh, it's basically about developing self-confidence kind of thing. And you bas- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said there's uh, two ways that, <clears throat> that you do this. And one we mentioned both of them. One is uh, start each day with some, some sort of PT, some sort of physical exercise. And the second mm-hmm. one is uh, to become proficient at your work and to study it and work hard and become an expert at whatever, whatever you do. Um, can you can you talk about that to our listeners? Uh, de- de- developing this yeah, not, think, not not false self confidence, but real self confidence. Yeah, I think if you you know if you want to get better at push ups, if if you want to have a push up contest, and you know you can you can beat beat somebody else in push ups, you got to do push ups, right? You right. got to do it, and, and then you got to test it against other people. Like, okay, I think I can do a hundred. But let me go against this guy. Okay, Troy, me and you. And I'm yeah. like, and now we're, in a, now we're in a competition. I only knock out 70, right? Like, oh, okay, well, I can do 100, but maybe I can't in competition. So, you know, you have to continually test yourself every single day in what yeah. you do. And, and becoming an expert is like listening, learning, thinking. I remember I did, uh, when I moved here to Las Vegas, um, you know, I, um, uh, you know, I did CrossFit for the first couple of years out here. And I just remember like kind of watching all of like the CrossFitters, you know, the experts and like some of the little techniques they were doing and that sort of thing. And just like learning and, 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 and then, you know, honing your own craft. Yeah. That's how you get better. You get better, you get better, you get better and more confidence by honing your own craft. Even this doing leadership and public speaking, like, when I go to a seminar and if I'm, you know, the third speaker or even the keynote speaker, whatever it is, I go and I sit in the back of the room and I take notes. I listen to every speaker because I'm like, wow, that was really good. I'm going to use that. Like you can learn so much by listening to other people. Some people don't do that. They yeah. come up, they show up, they get their check, they leave. Me, I want to, I want to listen to everybody and, and, and that's the only way you get better. The other way is obviously, you know, you have to read and you have to practice. Yeah. And that's, that's where that confidence comes from. Confidence comes from what? Skill and repetition. Mm-hmm. Skill and repetition. Yeah. Skill and repetition. Right? Absolutely. Uh, it's all about the training. Right, Dial-Up? You got it. Did you hear that? He said you got to read. I got to read. I heard that. I picked up on that. All right. How'd, <laughs> how'd you do? Well, Dial-Up's New Year's resolution last year was to read more. Yeah, I, I got about 60% of the way there. So I'll try and do a little better <laughs> this year. All right. <laughs> Should I give you some recommended reading material? Yeah. Well, th- this looks like a good option. Yeah, you should read it. Yeah. Everyone should read it. And, so the book and is, it's a two-hour read. See? Yeah. So that I, yeah. That it's it, not super it originally, long. It originally, yeah, no. It originally started with about 350 pages, and my, uh, my editor, she's a wizard. And again, listening to the experts, she's like, right. this book's way too long. Pick out your favorite chapters. You want to make it a two-hour read. People can pick it up, read it on an airplane, done on their flight, it's over. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. So that there you go. That, that's yeah. why. That's why go. I, I think you know for the for the guys out there that listen to this, this is this is a book that um, for me is is 
like many many books that I read is, but not all of them is a reference book. So I got it highlighted and you know things like that. So that's what it's for. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. It's called Warrior Leadership: Steps to Success for Leaders on the Ground. And uh, I got one more question about the book before um, I ask you our final two questions, which we ask each one of our guests. Um, the first one is, I mean, this the, the final question I have about the book is uh, toward the end of the book. You said that, you know, people ask you, what's the simple piece of advice you can give a leader? And you said, be a force multiplier. Right. Be a force multiplier. Can you tell us about that? I, you got you to gotta be, you, you have to help the organization be successful. Uh, it's easy to come in and say, this sucks, this sucks, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you, you, you suck, get out of here, whatever. That's not being a force multiplier, right? You need to come in. And you need to play those cards you're dealt. Okay. Maybe they're not all perfect. Maybe you do need to eventually make some personnel changes. But what you do is you got to come in and you, and you have to help, you have to help lead that organization to success. Mm-hmm. You have to say, come with me, follow me. I'm with you. Let's go. That's what you have to do. You know, the old infantry saying, let's go. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that's all a part. That's being a force multiplier. It's easy to come in and say, you know, this organization sucks. There's no culture. Everybody's awful. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I used to tell young officers when they were, um, you know, when they were graduating West Point and they were going to their first, they're going to go to their first military platoon. I said, some of you guys are going to go to a great military platoon, military platoons. Some of you guys are going to go to awful ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. All you say is, you don't even have to say your rank. You just walk in and say, hi, I'm J.B. Spizo. I'm damn glad to be here. All you got, that's your opening line. Mm-hmm. You're not in there, I'm here to fix you guys and get you on the way. Oh, like, there's <laughs> none of that. Just introduce yourself. You don't have to tell me you're a lieutenant or a platoon leader. They already know that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm damn glad to be here. And then from there, you start, you know, changing, changing that culture. And it takes, takes a lot of time. And you, tr- and you, and you change culture by showing that you're committed. You're the first one there. You're the last one to leave. You yeah. bring coffee, you help out, know people's names. Okay. My, my father, God rest his soul, 92 years old. And he never, when he passed away, he never forgot anybody's names. Mm. He knew names of people that he met with me that I didn't know their names. He's like, <laughs> Oh, that's uh I'm like, what? <laughs> so that's, that's, being a force multiplier. Anybody can come in there and just pick out the negatives and there might be a lot of negatives. Okay. There might be right, but you got to come in and you got to dust some of that off because guess what? Not everybody in their organization is a slacker. Mm-hmm. There's people that want to be, there's people that want to be there. They just need to be led Yep, and led well. To be led. All right. Awesome. All right. Brother. Last two. Yeah. Last two. Uh, so uh, the first one is, if you were to name somebody, it could be somebody from the distant past or currently or whoever that you would say is your inspiration, your hero. If you were to pick somebody, who would that be? Uh, well, I'd have to say my mother and father were mm-hmm. once for me. And um, uh, I think that they, they, they were a foundation uh, for our family. So uh, I, I, you know, I give, give, give them, give them credit. Mm-hmm. That's excellent, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question is, this is your chance to speak to the men of America. Actually, even people outside America. We have, believe it or not, we have listeners outside America. What is your Great. message? What is your message for the men of America? You can't control time. There's never enough. And all you can do is keep moving forward. So 
Have you had some mistakes in the past? They're in the past. That's why the windshield is big and the rear view mirror is small. Mm -hmm. Get over it. Get over it. Get on with it and move forward. Onward, forward. Believe in yourself. You can change who you are. You can become better every day. Put a smile on your face. And guess what? That man, even if you're not feeling it 100%, that guy next to you might be even less than that. Grab him by the arm, bring him along the way. Nice. This is what we do. This is the only way that we survive as a civilization. We do that by helping one another. So dust yourself off, put your boots on, and move forward. Move forward. I love it, man. <clears throat> Keep getting better. Yep. Get to the next meal. <laughs> that's it all right the next meal. <laughs> that's awesome brother i really appreciate it so for all of our listeners Thanks, out there guys. once again you got you got to get this book warrior leadership steps to success for leaders on the ground by jb spizo you heard him talk we only covered a small part of the book it's interspersed with his stories and and uh, illustrations from his life and uh, talks about other things involving leadership including including communication and team development and culture development <clears throat> and uh, many other things so uh, pick up the book it's worth your read and jb i appreciate and really respect you uh, for what you did, and thank you for ser- your service, and uh, thank you for giving us your time tonight. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Nevin, Troy, yeah. keep after it. Yeah, brother. Probably you so, man. Oh, and by That's the way, my, my, my Eagles might need a little help. Can you go help my Eagles out? Oh, your Eagles are your Eagles are good, better than my Steelers right now. <laughs> well, if the Steelers played like they did this past week, we might do okay here at yeah, the end of the yeah. season. Yeah, but. but I don't know. All right. All right, thanks, brother. God bless you. Thanks, guys. God bless you guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H I M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.